Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. No! What are you doing? Beans! What are you doing? Oh my god! You can't do this! Beans! Idiot! Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dumps Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, April 27th. We're here in the Classic Factory. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey Ayo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. I can't even get your knee note before you're dropping a friend's Ready to go, man. I'm still pumped from Jaws Dunk, And finally, making the magic happen, super producer J.D., Hello. There he is. Here we are. Oh, even JD's funny. Pop well, this morning. YouTube's working. Oh, right. yeah, that's great. Right. I think JD's getting a 10 out of 10 on the hello rate. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That was yeah. big time. He's put, it really puts steam in your stride when everything works. You know what I mean? <laughs> awesome. I've just jinxed it, though, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second. Like the video if you haven't done that. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't done that. Comment away in the stream team if you haven't done that. And, uh, yeah, just share the show, okay? Later. Right now, focus on the show and then share it later. Email in your NBA questions to no dunks at theathletic.com. Keep your cues coming. Got a couple series wrapping up now. That's going to open up some room here in the B block on the show <laughs> as we move forward. So uh, we'll get to beach stepping soon enough. And if you haven't already, check out yesterday's edition of No Breaks. Trey Kirby and Graydon Gordian talking about that race in Italy. Uh, that was fun and great insight, of course, from Graydon. Really knows his stuff when it comes to F1. But I really enjoyed, because I listened to it later, the talk about which team principal <laughs> you would like want to sit by at a dinner. Um, that was my favorite breakdown. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that was our best episode yet. It was just me saying it to Graydon, but, you yeah. know, that counts. Half the people, <laughs> a third of the people on the show at least. But, yeah, we were, we were having fun. They had a great picture of uh, all the team principals having dinner there at Emila. Keep Christian Horner on one side, Toto Wolf yep. on the other. I was disappointed to see no pumpernickel toast from Toto, but <laughs> it was a dinner, I, I assume, not a brunch. Uh, who are you sitting by, though? Who do you want to sit with? Uh, that's interesting. Uh, uh, Gunther. Gunther, yeah. yeah. He, he's the like, top draft choice. For sure. Like, the, the drinks are going to fly. You're like... You don't need to worry about the rest of the table because yeah. you're just going to have hilarious conversation with him. Totally. Maybe laughing. Yeah, that's the answer. That's the correct answer. But anyway, check out that podcast. It was your best one so far. Nice. Thanks, yeah, man. man. It's really good. <laughs> you guys that. are finding your stride yeah. there. Uh, all right, let's get into the uh, playoff games from last night. We'll start in the Western Conference. Later, we'll talk about the Heat defeating the Hawks and uh, what the Hawks are going to do in the offseason and maybe who the Heat would rather see in the second round, be it the Sixers or the Raptors. But OA start with John Morant's. Last second layup. Huh. Late game heroics to give the Grizzlies the 3-2 series lead over the Wolves. Trey, my man, what do you got? I've been trying to decide how to rate this game. Mm. Okay. This was a game. Mm. Yeah. No. 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 This was a real game of basketball? 
Closer. Not always. No. Yeah. So I came up with a new level. Cause for about three quarters, this is a game of basketball? Yeah. Mm. Good one. Through three quarters, Memphis <laughs> had 14 turnovers. Minnesota had 19 turnovers. Minnesota was shooting the ball well, but Memphis was about 40% and just three of 21 from three. Slop them up. It yeah. was a dangerous night through three quarters, <laughs> but at the end of that third quarter, John Morant threw down, no exaggeration, one of the all-time great dunks in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's going to yeah. go uh, a memorable one along the lines of a Tom Chambers, along the lines of, I don't know, who else is a, a big-time dunk? Like It's like if, if LeBron would have landed that dunk against Draymond in yeah. Game 7 2016. I, I, I can't believe how far he pulled it yeah. back. Yeah. The guy can't palm the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah. wild, man. He's got to cup it. Yeah, he's got to cup it. Great stuff. And that turned out to be the turning point because in the fourth quarter, this was a real game oh, of yes, basketball, no doubt. 18 in the fourth for Ja, a major refuse-to-lose moment for him. Hit his first three of the game as well, a monster shot with about a minute left, put the Grizz up one. That was their first lead since the first quarter. Then on the other end, Anthony Edwards hits his own monster three to tie things up with about three seconds left. Awesome play. Oh, uh, great play, Chris Cole. Great Finch. pass from uh, Perfect execution. That was sick. Yeah. That was perfect. And, like, I mean, the confidence from Anthony Edwards. No problem. It's like, that could have been game one. That could have oh, been yeah. game 58, but it was no. It was a three seconds left. Let me uh, let me tie this up. That was incredible. But then, back on the other end, the Grizzlies run a nice little sideline out of bounds play. Anthony Edwards makes a bad game. <laughs> makes a bad game. Goes gamble. to the high side of the pass. Yes, and there was not many, not much at the rim. There was a little bit, but Ja catches it, takes a dribble, finishes with a slick lefty layup at the rim for a pivotal W. <laughs> Timberwolves probably should have won this game. Yeah. They should probably have already won this series, but now we're heading back to Minnesota for an elimination game. That's kind of the basics of what happened. There is a lot to talk mm. about, I feel like, in this game. There absolutely is, and uh, Ja Morant gets the flowers. He had an incredible fourth quarter, the game-winning uh, layup, the dunk, but Brandon Clark was my MVP of this game. 100%. He, they don't win this game without him. Brandon Clark had nine offensive rebounds last night. He went nine for 14, had 21 points, finished with 15 rebounds in total, and the amount of times in that fourth quarter he batted the ball back to the Ja Morant three. Yeah, contest- Tyson Chandler style Exactly, rebound, yeah. Uh, he is a pogo stick out there on the court, uh, just bouncing around all over the place, and it was his, his contests and his like uh, battling and scrapping in that fourth quarter that just kept the Grizzlies with another shot, another chance, and then Jar goes out there and drops a hammer on them. So this was uh, this was a, not a great game for three quarters. Neither no. team sort of knew how to take control. Yeah. They were both kind of like young teams, like we should win this and take the series in our favor. They couldn't quite do it. They looked like immature teams. They did, totally. for sure, yeah. for sure. And then Carl uh, anthony Towns, oh, he was asking for it. He was asking for the uh, basketball gods to curse him last night. He hits <laughs> oh, a three. That's an early shush. He throws the shush. Yeah, okay, I'll give <laughs> you an that. early shush. He hit another big one. He late did, too. and he had a nice pass as well in yeah. transition. I but, thought uh, he's not the reason. No, he's not. But I was like, oh, that is going to hurt him if that if they lose this game. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't have lost this game though. They should not have lost. Minnesota outplayed Memphis again, which is probably the third or fourth game in this series where they've had control of the game. Yep. Weren't able to close it out despite the incredible play there from uh, Chris Finch to get that look from Anthony Edwards, but. The Timberwolves are going to be looking at themselves and thinking, we blew a really good chance to go home with a, a, a chance to close this series. Yeah, because it's not like you know the Grizzlies had uh, an incredible game, like you guys are breaking down here. They only shot 41.5% from the floor. They went 7-28 from deep. They missed 13 free throws. This was a huge part. Yeah. Morant attacking, attacking, attacking in the fourth, sort of relentless going at the rim, got to the line a lot, got a lot of foul calls. I thought there was one that was maybe a little questionable, but... 
he then hit nine of ten. Mm-hmm. He, like he hit them when it actually counted because uh, he misses a couple of those, and they probably don't pull this out. Um, but yeah, what an insane game! What a well, what an insane series! I mean, yeah. it sure feels like it's going to go to seven games just because it's got that that air of like I don't know. These teams are wild. Yeah, exactly. Neither team is playing well enough to like seize the upper hand yeah. for an entire game. It even feels like every game is a toss up from half to half. Uh, really, it's like it's kind of like the Timberwolves just can't get out of their way. They just yeah. keep making mistake after mistake, which you can tell that they're just a young team trying to figure out how to win in the playoffs. Whereas the Grizzlies maybe just don't have the perfect setup for uh, postseason basketball. You know, through three quarters, it was basically John Morant was just flinging himself into the lane, hoping to draw a foul call. That's kind of what happened in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But there was a little bit change in mindset, I think. He went for that dunk, nailed it at the end of the third quarter. Then he came out in the beginning of the fourth quarter and tried another oh, one. Oh, yeah. He was like, you know what? I'm not yeah. getting I'm not getting the free throws, yeah. so I'm just going to go and try and dunk yeah. everything. And that little extra bit of burst, I think, was really the difference for him to start drawing some fouls. And like you're saying, Brandon Clark was crazy. Seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. Mm. Talk about a pro-rated beef. Ten boards in the fourth quarter. <laughs> he was wow. everywhere. That gets you a whole bunch of uh, extra possessions, yeah. which is something the Grizzlies need because yeah. they're just not a great half-court offensive team. And Jaron Jackson fouled out of this one as well. What? <laughs> yeah, no, he's the Dylan Brooks. He Dylan, him and Dylan Brooks just love fouling. Oh and obviously God. Steven Adams has been a non-factor as well. But there was also the, the play with about 12 seconds to go. D'Angelo Russell has a ball. They're down one. Now, people are saying, why did he do it? I understand that. But my bigger point is, why is Carl Anthony Towns standing in no man's land on the site? He's got to be there and say, all right, give me this. Is it this? We've done this a lot this season. I'm going to go and get the ball. Instead, he's like, go for it, D'Angelo. Yeah. He's too yeah. passive. That, so it was a bad shot. Fine from D'Angelo Russell, but it was a lack of aggression from Towns to be like, I've got to go and post up. There was enough time. He could see the play unfolding there. Instead, he was completely out of it and didn't want it's to be. It's a bit it. of the chicken and the egg here, though, with these two, right? In, in end game situations, because on one hand, you would love your point guard right. <laughs> to make the right decision and say, yeah, let's get the ball to our all NBA guy. Right. The flip side of that is you would like your all NBA guy to go and get the ball and demand it if maybe you have a playmaker that wants to yeah. take that shot. Uh, and, and D'Angelo Russell was really bad in this one. He's been really bad in yeah, this series, series after having an incredible regular season mm-hmm. yeah. uh, against this same team where he was averaging like 30 points per game. He's yeah. been he's been really bad. He has. He started off okay, I would say, last it's night. It's gotten, well, yeah. 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 It was um, bad near the end. But but on, honestly, for me, this is more Because he bricked on... that shot, sorry. Yeah, no, he did. He did. But again, Towns, Towns, yeah. was, Towns was nowhere near it. No, I know. And, I know. And, and, and that, that is, again, that's on Towns to be like in the moment all right, I've got to make sure I touch the ball. I'm yeah. in the play. I'm contesting. I'm going up for the second chance opportunity. And he wasn't there. So mm-hmm. that's, again, a team without a leader that really understands the moment, you know, because can you imagine a Yana situation like that where, you know, he's like, I'm just going to stand out in the corner? He wouldn't do that. He Maybe maybe he doesn't take the shot because he's got a Milton of and course, Drew Holler, Of course, But he's in there like, right, well, I'm getting the rebound. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm going to be involved. Mm-hmm. And Towns has to learn that because uh, – Again, they're down now. They're down in the series and likely going to lose, whether it's in six or seven. Um, I was actually a little shocked just back to the the game winning layup from John Morant. Uh, you know, Towns throws up like a seventy foot heave at the buzzer uh, with what they had one second left. Yeah, yeah. timeouts, of course. But um, that he did take it. Like I think Bain is right there. It's it's Vanderbilt like playing it as well as you sort of can. He makes it difficult on John Morant, and I was like. I, could, I was shocked almost that he didn't do the little dump-off pass because Vanderbilt's thinking shoot, but uh, just what a 
unbelievable acrobatic left hand finish. Like I just don't want to over. I don't want to gloss over the actual finish. I you thought it was pretty point. damn good. But we're all like hyped up on the dunks and the dunk attempts, and I get all that. The big three because mm-hmm. he hadn't hit many threes in this series. Uh, but just an incredible finish. Um, I was just like, wow. Most people are probably like, just like, well, the pre- he's jumping, and I'm I don't think pass so, it Tim. off. I don't. Not think John so. Morant, though. No. No. I mean, if you see Vanderbilt at the rim, who cares? Honestly, yeah. if you're John Morant, that's <laughs> not so. that guy's not a rim protector. Yeah. Uh, that guy's not a, a real center. So I think that's an easy shot for Ja. But he had also missed a bunch of left-handed layups yes. earlier in this game. You know, getting up with basically the same sort of English and just rolling off the rim. So the confidence to. Uh, to try and finish, I think, is actually more impressive to me yeah. rather than just try to draw the foul and then win it at the line. Make the shot because it's awesome. And then what did you think about the celebration? He uh, got on the <laughs> got, got, on the, got on the call. Got on the call. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, there was a lot of hilarious, hilarious things. Uh, we had. Well, go ahead. Man, uh, uh, Usher and Teamer. <laughs> oh, two Ushers in the <laughs> yeah. Oh man! But T took his glasses off. He's got to put them back on because then I agree totally. You cannot tell them apart. <laughs> That's true. When it's his a, glasses it's off, a pretty good yeah. impersonation when he's got uh, the glasses yeah, on. Yeah. When he had them off, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, he doesn't actually look at it. Nah, like no, no, no. But uh, that's so cool seeing them courtside. So we had that. dueling ushers. We mm. had dueling two smalls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're on. You're getting on cat for uh, maybe uh, the yeah. uh, shush a little prematurely. What about what about Beverly yeah. dropping too small, and then Morant scores right on him on the other end, drops it on him, and I think this is what Morant went on his giant run here too. Yep. Yeah, well, that's Patrick Beverly, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he he got way too close to the ref as well at one point, like right in his face. I'm like, you're gonna get ejected for just being stupid over trying to contest the call. <laughs> but but we also had Patrick Beverly Be- Beverly take the foul. Acknowledge it in transition, and then flex. And then yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't remember seeing anyone. I swear you tweeted that. Yeah, didn't you? yeah. I was like, I think he's already done that. Before. Well, okay. He <laughs> I may think have I remember him taking yeah. a foul once and then flexing because he's like, I'm strong. I wrapped him yeah. up. I'm, a few I'll people check. sort of saying oh, Alvarado's done stuff, but not from a foul. And then he yeah, got, yeah. he's like, made cause a turnover and things like that. But ah uh, <laughs> oh, man, Patrick Beverly's a funny old guy, isn't he? You, you just can't take your <laughs> eyes off him. But uh, well, they missed him when he fouled. Though, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, I thought that was a rough sixth call. That was the one where Jaw slipped. Yeah. And then Beverly's going for the old uh, charge and bang, bang. If you fall. <laughs> Though there'll be a call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that rang true in a lot of these yeah. games last night. But... Uh, yeah, what do you think of the chances for Minnesota here uh, look, to, to either push the seven or to win this series still? They're, like, they're, yeah, they're still alive. Yeah. Because I don't really know. I'm not sure. I'm not convinced Memphis know how to close it out, certainly in Minnesota. And then if they get back to Memphis, well, Minnesota has won already once here and they should have won twice. So it should be seven games. I hope it's seven games. And uh, it could come down to something crazy like this because the Wolves have played well enough at times. I mean, if you were to look at the balance of the five games, they've probably outplayed Memphis for most of that. Yeah but they just haven't been able to finish it off. And that is the sign of a team that is inexperienced and hasn't been in these situations before. Because last night, they should have closed it out. They should have just made it safe, but they weren't able to. And they and then they panicked. But then, Finchie also drew up a, just an incredible play that was perfectly executed yeah, by yeah. his team. So, yeah. uh, And if you look at that as well, there's a back screen set. I'm not sure exactly who sets it there. It may have been uh, McDaniels to get, Dave, uh, to get Edwards just a glimmer of hope yeah, yeah, because the defender still came out on him too so the Grizzlies actually defended as well as they could great shot though by Edwards 
Yeah, and good. I want to give Dylan Brooks some some credit on the inbounds <laughs> pass. I mean, putting it on the right side where sometimes that pass is going to be <laughs> thrown where Edwards actually would get the steal and pop yeah. that loose. But man, if maybe Edwards, he should stick to passing. Yeah, Dylan Brooks. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's Brooks. That's the Brooks experience. I mean, there's the Beverly experience. There's the Brooks experience. But like, um, man, like what happens if Edwards doesn't gamble for that? There's just not, play it straight. There's not a lot of just time. Jaws probably taking a jumper. At, you know, he gets the ball and then probably operates around there. Maybe he attacks. Maybe puts pressure on the refs to call another foul. Who knows? But uh, it's likely going to overtime, I guess. But wow. He said he had his mind made up. He said, yeah. I'm going for the steal. Yeah. That was a mistake, and I'm going to learn for, from it. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, a tie game, make him make a shot over yeah. here. That's, that's the only way to get beat, yeah. especially with the way they ran the play, and it leaves nobody in the lane. Yeah. And you know Ja wants to be in the lane. He led the league in scoring in the paint this year. Uh, just a little bit of a botch by Anthony Edwards, for sure. But, mm-hmm. man, what a game. This is crazy. Like, at this point... We're almost completely forgetting that Desmond Bain and Chris Finch were like pushing each other yeah, yeah, on the yeah. sideline yeah. For, for no reason. You're like Desmond yeah. Bain suddenly turning into Patrick Beverly out yeah. there. Uh, so yeah, tons of weird stuff. I thought there was also one other celebrity in the crowd. I know Team Moran was Cat Williams Usher. there. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I was like, why did they bring everybody to Memphis for this? That was very funny. You have to bring uh, anybody whose name or like look is sort of similar to you. <laughs> yeah. Just bring him to the game. Why not? So, okay, does that mean, was it Nate Jones uh, pointed out that Desmond Bain looks like the guy that took on Fresh Prince and <laughs> yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I think, Mark was his name? Marcus Stokes? Uh, I does think that sound right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Since Nate said that, I'm like, I he can't totally not like see him. that guy. Bring him. Find him. Yeah, get him to <laughs> show up. Get him to game courtside. six or probably game seven where this goes. Um, any other thoughts on on Grizzlies Wolves. It's living up to the hype here. It sure series. is. It sure is. And uh, and it's great. And one of these teams, it's crazy to think, is going to go around in, into the second round here and... Get smoked by the Warriors. Well, most likely, yes. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I mean, at least for the Grizzlies, they'll have home court. They'll feel good. Yeah, but true. yes, the way the Warriors are playing, it's uh, they're, they're going to be the heavy favorite for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on then to the other Western Conference game last night. Uh, Mikhail Bridges and Chris Paul lead the Suns past the Pelicans 112-97. to They take the 3-2 series lead. Uh, what do you got from this one? Well, Skeetsy, you have often said that you think a tough first-round series is better for a team, especially... 100% lately. Especially number one seed, Phoenix Suns. For, for a team that has... You know, plans to win a championship. Yeah. I think it's one of the better things that can happen to you. Like a little rude awakening. Oh yeah, we're into the playoffs. Yeah. Because generally that team, sorry to interrupt no, no, you here, but fine. if they're like the first or second team, that means they've won a ton of regular season games. That might mean at the end of the regular season they took their foot off the gas a little bit and stuff like that. So to sort of get punched in the face by a competitive, let's call it an eight seed team. Uh, I think that works better for a team that wants to win a title. So, yes, I 100% yeah. agree with and that. And this is great for the Suns because this one, if you look at it, it was a 15-point win, but it wasn't a blowout by any no, means. The no. Pelicans the Pelicans were still competitive. Uh, well, I believe it was a wire-to-wire finish, but it was a real test here for the Phoenix Suns, and they came through. And Bridges, you mentioned, was brilliant. He had 31 points. He had four blocks, four for four from downtown. Of his other eight field goals, pretty much all of those were just running to the rim for dunks and layups and things like that. And Chris Paul was finding him, and he was finishing around. He played 47 minutes, Bridges. He's never missed a game in his NBA career. Iron Man. Yeah. And uh, he loves it. He's ready to go again, he said. He's like he's ready to play tomorrow night. Uh, hey, but- when you call someone an Iron Man, by the way, mm. how do you sp- – like when we're talking about McKill Bridges, right? Do you say Iron Man in the set? Like where does your head go? Iron Man, Tony Stark? Or Iron Man... Cal Ripken. Like, uh, Cal Ripken. 
Iron Man like the actual event, the Iron Man event. <laughs> never yeah. that. Okay. Never, never the actual event. I'm going between Tony Stark and Cal Ripken. Okay, so how are you, are you spelling it with a space or no? In Iron no, Man? I wouldn't. Okay, I, I see, don't think I would, and I would never go with a capital M. So I guess I'm never thinking Tony Stark. I'm mm. thinking, yeah. it, but I'm discarding it. And then I'm thinking about Calvin right, and okay. those baby blue eyes. Yeah. Oh, he's an Iron Man. Uh, I think of AC Green myself, but that's the NBA connection there. Uh, but overall, yeah, so really, again... The Brand- vibes are not ejaculate. With no, this. no, no, no. Uh, Brandon Ingram, again, another... He's got his balls parked in the pouch. Always. Uh, so it's not no, 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 listen, listen it's, it's, all, it's all part of the fun because this was, this was a game of basketball, a really good game of basketball. Uh, again, you know, the Pelicans... Pelicans are really impressed with just their resilience and their fight and yeah. all those sort of buzzwords there. Ingram was good again last night. Didn't shoot all that well, but he can just get that shot off. And, and you just feel that next season, if this team does stay together and they get Zion back, they, they should be good. They should be. I, I like the pieces they've got there. But for the Phoenix Suns, it was more about, okay, the Pelicans have been really good in this series. You've got to take control right now. Chris Paul was uh, fantastic again last night, 22-11. and 11. Did a but, lot of that work early. Yes, in this one. Uh, yeah. but uh, Alvarado got him again with the eight-second yeah. violation, yeah. and Chris Paul pissed. Got a tech foul for it. I went back frame by frame. It was the right call. It was the right call, Chris Paul. He wanted a challenge, but it was like... That one, that one was close. Yeah, it was bang, close. Bang, bang. It was close, one. but yeah. uh, I, I frame by framed it, so uh, he was right. Good for you. Alvarado was talking smack to the fans, which was great, but uh, the only real concern here is for the Phoenix Suns. Jay Crowder uh, went one for five last night. You know, for the series, he's two for 22. From oh, that's, three. Uh, that's the Richie Benno series, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> two for 22. <laughs> Hold on, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're thinking, Ski Town, and I know that Richie Benno says two for 22. <laughs> Isn't this show completely improvised? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. scripted these, at all? These guys were talking this one through pregame. You say, hey, okay, no, 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 you say the two for 22. I know you say it. Well, you guys killed it. That was flawless. Explain that for anyone that's new to the Richie show. Benno. Explain that for me, please. Well, explain who Richie Benno is. So, Richie <laughs> Benno is the, uh, who's the uh, Dodgers baseball? Uh, Vince com- Scully. Yeah, so yeah. he's been around for it. Richie yeah. Benno, no longer with us. He passed away a few years ago, but uh, he was famous for he had that little uh, twang in his voice every time he spoke. <laughs> and he always used to say, Q, Q for 22. And, uh, so that's Crowder right now. Y- yes, that's Jay Crowder from 3 right now. But uh, Jonas Valanciunas uh, is playing a little better. <laughs> but the funny thing was when Richie passed away in the very first innings after his death, Australia was 2 22. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, it was serious? incredible. Serious. 100% wow. serious. So, uh, anyway, I think uh, I think we've said enough about that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah look, the Pelicans, great. Really, really happy yeah. for where their season started to where it's ending. They're, and they're not out of it. I mean, they're, they're, no. they could certainly extend this to seven games. I think yeah. Phoenix, though, yeah, yeah. flexes their muscles here and says, okay, we know what we have to do. Bridges, when he's like that, uh, he's Well, I mean, incredible. Brian Windhorst was writing this morning, I saw this was perhaps the best game of Bridges' career when you think about what he did offensively paired with what he did defensively because the numbers are unreal. I mean, 12 to 17 shooting, okay, 31 points. But then when he's on when he's on um, Ingram, mm. he only shot one of four, and that was the most he's actually played him in this series. It's Bridges is generally not on Ingram. He's usually on McCollum, who he's made life very difficult in this series. He's only shooting 37%. And last night, one and nine McCollum mm. shot when Bridges was on him. So just like the impact... That you know he's an all elite defensive player, but 
He's going to chip in 30 points. Oh, hit yeah. a bunch of that, threes. That was that was super uh, nice. Huge. And uh, he's got the low strips going yeah. on Brandon Ingram, which I think is super impressive. You know, Ingram brings the ball up. Just, doop, yeah. just to get out there, Good just point. like that. But I thought uh, Phoenix was completely locked in on this one. Maybe getting hit in the face a little bit. They said, we got to up our level. Held New Orleans to 40% from the field. They had 15 turnovers and 14 assists. Like, yeah. the, the Pelicans are a offense-first team. And if you don't have your offense going, you're going to have a tough one. But this was a this had to be frustrating for the Pelicans because I thought it was frustrating for me. I was like in the fourth quarter. All right, Pelicans look like they're making a little bit of a run here. And the Suns had an answer. Yeah. Every single time it'd be like, all right, all right, we get it to eight. Suddenly it's back to 12. Yeah. And that's just how it was the entire time. So there is like, nothing more frustrating when you're, if you were a Pelicans oh. fan, like, you know, you know, as obviously like any time you're watching your team in a big game. And they cut it to eight to eight yeah. to six. Here we go. Here we go. And you're like, here's the Stop. run. Here's Stop the run. Score. And when you just can't get over that mm-hmm. hump, oh my god, it's infuriating. <laughs> but so yeah, infuriating. It's a great job, sons. Uh, trivia question here from mm. Lindhorst, okay? Because I did see this in the same article talking about bridges. I assume this is playoffs, though he okay. didn't say it. Seven players in history to have a thirty-point game with four three-pointers and four blocks. Um, bridges now on the list. Okay, and these are all. Hall of Fame players. LeBron. Okay. Uh, Kevin Durant. Okay. Kobe. Dwayne. Kobe is one, yes. Wade. No Dwayne Wade. Mm, the no threes, Dwayne probably. Wade. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Paul George? No, that's that a good, good Kawhi? guess. Mm. Kawhi, yes, great. Uh, you have two more left. One, I will say, is not yet in the Hall of Fame. Mm, but he's... I guess we'll be a... He, my gut says he eventually goes in, but uh, Paul Pierce? No, no, no. I don't, Paul, Paul Paul's Famer. in. Yeah, yeah. Hall of uh, Chris Bosch? No. Also no. Hall of Famer. Uh okay, well you guys oh, you named Wade and Bosch. This guy famously took them down once upon a time. Four blocks maybe for this guy is catching you by surprise. Danny Green? No, no, no. This is this guy I'm looking for. A Hall of Fame player. He's in, you know, retired jerseys, one of Tim the best. Dunk. No, but he's a you know, power forward. <laughs> no, it's not Kevin Dirk. 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 Ah, there it is. The four Dirk blocks. Yeah. Yeah, and then course, final one. Um, yeah, again. Well, he's he's right over my shoulder. A Sasquatch? Shot. Vince Carter? Oh. Vince Carter. Vince Charter? Vince Charter. Yeah, That's that was crazy, uh, 30 point, four three-pointers, four blocks, same game. And again, that must be playoffs, though Windhorse didn't really say there. But yeah, Bridge is on that list now. Right. One of the greats. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only other thing I had in my notes was like, Chris Paul coming out, like bouncing back from a brutal game four, mm-hmm. getting back to kicking people in the nuts. Yeah, he's back, baby. Yeah, and then, uh, and then when you said it, like that deficit got cut to eight, I think, in the fourth quarter. Pelicans like trying to stick around. Then Chris Paul either scored or assisted on eight of the nine Suns points to push the lead right back to double digits. It's like, no, I'll close this out. Mm. 22-11, three steals, one turnover for Chris Paul. So good game after that brutal game four. And, yeah. I, and uh, you're right. Look, I counted out the Pelicans when they were 1-12. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to count their chances of winning potentially a game six and, and maybe having this thing go seven. But, um, you know, well, who knows? Who knows? You're going to need another big monster McCollum and, and Ingram type of game and then get your defense from your Herb and mm-hmm. your uh, Jose Alvarado. We'll see. Yep, I hope so. I'd like to see it go seven because it's been fun. It's been a fun series, actually. Yeah, uh, it's a good late night 
yeah. uh, series. I'm yeah, with yeah. you on that. Mm. You know, it, it is entertaining, and the crowds have been great in both places, and there's a, yeah, big plays being made, so. You ever try we'll to see. close your eyes during the fourth quarter, like uh, oh, like during uh, the commercial, commercial break? Commercial, like, right, yeah. I'm just going to, I'll hear, I'll hear when somebody comes back to I'm sure. <laughs> That's, and then it's like every time your eyes are so heavy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you almost have to second screen it. Like, yeah. look at your phone to keep your mind going. <laughs> Just set it right on your eyes. <laughs> because I'm with you, man. <laughs> the commercial, like, I'll take a quick nap during the commercial. Yeah, get some rest. Turns into sleep, yeah. usually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. I was uh, popping chocolate blueberries like crazy last night. Get my Alvarado energy going. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought Chris Paul needed a little Alvarado energy because... Yeah. It feels like Jose Alvarado's wearing him out a little oh, bit. Yeah, that's he's why like, I don't even want to bring the ball up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild stuff to see this uh, from Chris Paul, yeah. of all people. But uh, I don't know. I uh, He's not going to say a lot of nice things, I don't think, about Jose Alvarado until the series is over. Yeah. And then I imagine he's going to praise him. Because like, Chris Paul awesome. has to love this guy. Yeah. He has to love the way he's He playing. waited for him last night, too, for that eight second. Because he, he knows like he's sneaking in like yeah, that. Yeah. But then he waited for him and said, he's not going to do it. And then he did it. Yeah. Oh, man. It was hilarious. Uh, just actually, you, you reminded me last night talking about like trying to stay awake and all that. I had pandemonium going on at the end of the Grizzlies-Wolves game and not what was happening on the floor. Luna started puking Ugh. when there was like 12 seconds oh. to go. I was like, oh, Dog my puke. God. I'm like... Nora's yelling at me to help clean up the puke. And I'm like, I'm, the game? This is, what about the game, yeah. though? Look at this. This is a pivotal game five, dog. Don't you know? Yeah, Come just, on, dog. Dogs just puke randomly. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, there's do, no man. rhyme or reason. Dogs just mm. puke. It's <laughs> so Very strange. True. She didn't get into anything. Nothing changed from her you know, day-to-day schedule. Didn't she get her groomed recently? Well, she got groomed on Monday, though. Mm. I guess, yeah, I don't know. 24-hour <laughs> react to the, to the groom? Yeah, maybe. I, I doubt it. But uh, yeah, anyway, it was just... It was wild. Mm, I, it it was. made a great, uh, an entertaining game even and even more crazy. Yeah, but see, that's where I find it's hard to then just jump straight into the next game as well because it's like, what a wild ending. You need some, like, calm down time. Oh, first. and you're talking, that broadcast goes from, like, John Morant doing this to, like, here we are. I know, and I'm like, we're oh, in Phoenix. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. I got to, I got to. <laughs> I gotta just think yeah. about what I just Smoke saw. A cigarette? Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. Oh man, that's okay. crazy stuff. Well, that's what happens on this show. Yeah, we can't jump right now to Heat Hawks. No, no. Let's take a break. Let's do it. Let's smoke a cigarette and have a shower, <laughs> eat a banana <laughs> or something. Break. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty-four-seven U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately so i've had documents flying in and out the mailbox a lot of signatures both analog and digital a lot of phone calls a lot of stamps got to get my long-term future straight yeah let me tell you skeets the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting 
Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust & Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. All right, back here in the Classic Factory, Joseph in the stream team had a theory why my Luna, my dog, got sick last night during that first game on TNT. Poor dog couldn't stomach her fellow timber pups. Mm. Late game execution. Hadn't thought about that. Mm. Yeah, she's watching it unfold. Oh, they're going to blow another lead. And uh, I wouldn't everywhere. put it, uh, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. The three of us dog havers. Luna is the one that looks the most like a Timberwolf, I would have to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> takes, it the, yeah, yeah, takes it the hardest. Takes it the hardest, for You're sure. Right. <laughs> Yams was lethargic last night, no doubt about it, but she didn't throw up. <laughs> Every dog takes that like, loss oh, a man, little. Not again. A little bit, Their yeah. best player is named Cat. It's, a, it's tough on oh, a yeah. Timberwolf dog. <laughs> Great point. Uh, well, let's talk about the other bird that unfortunately lost last night. The other bird, the other animal is what I meant to say. Uh, great segue. The Heat hold off the Hawks, 97-94. They're going to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Do you call it the semifinals or second round? Second round. So do I. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Oladipo, <laughs> getting the start in this one because no Lowry mm-hmm. for the Heat, um, continuing to miss time because of his injury, and then no Jimmy Butler in Game 5. It doesn't matter with Miami mm-hmm. Heat. Uh, yeah, they plug Oladipo in there. He scored more points in the first five minutes of the first quarter than he had in the four games prior in this series. He finished oh. with 23 points on 8-16 to 16 shooting, so he played well. Max Struess chipping in. Uh, he had 15, he had like a, a little 10-0 run late in the first half. It, it was a close game, and then it wasn't there. Uh, I know the Hawks got back into it, made things a little interesting, but here they are putting the Hawks to bed in five. It sort of feels right after watching this one. Now, this was... This was difficult to, yes. to stomach. I was mm. I got sick. Luna had to clean up my mess <laughs> after watching this. Uh, it, it's, and just what the Heat, not only in Game Five but all series long, did to Trey Young. Like this guy's gonna be having nightmares. I think yeah. like all off season. Um, Eleven points in this one. Two of twelve shooting. Zero for five from deep. Six turnovers. He finished with more turnovers than made field goals in this series, and uh, three of his four lowest point totals all season. Yeah, were in this series. And even in a game where Jimmy and Kyle weren't even playing is the crazy part. Yeah, uh, 11 points in this one, nine that game before and eight in the game, first game of the season for Trey Young. That's just unheard of for him because yeah. he had a game winner in, in the middle of all that as well. But yeah. uh, but this guy averages nearly 30 points per <coughs> yeah. game and he averaged 15 points. Yeah, and, he, and he, uh, he, he was just suffocated by that defense. That's what the Heat play. They're like, all right, we're just going to throw so many bodies at you and he wasn't able to beat it. Maybe he didn't get a lot of help as well throughout this series because it, it never really felt like the Hawks were, were close enough to even seriously compete. Um, but again, I think you sort of break down this series to honestly in the second quarters in game uh, three, 
Hang on, I can't remember what games they they had that twenty one to O run. No, game two that was yeah, sorry. Yeah. Then game the four Heat lost game three. I that's think. right. Yeah. Sorry. Then in game four they had, they had a huge had, run though. Yeah. I mean, they had a ton they of did. runs in this series. Yeah, yeah they had a twenty eight to four run in the second quarter of game two. Then last night you mentioned the Struce, the fifteen O run. The Hawks just had too many of those moments where it was like the heap just stretched it out to double digits, and then they do that like, well, now you guys have to come back and get into it. DeAndre Hunter gave them half a chance, but not oh, a real chance. He was I on mean, fire. Yeah, he was. Until he fouled he out, and that yeah. was a brutal call. Yeah, no uh, but even still, it didn't really feel like it was more than sort of uh, fool's gold there for the Hawks. They hadn't done enough in this game, in this series, to uh, compete. But the fact that you can have Oladipo there, he's an insurance policy. Okay, Jimmy's out, Kyle's out, and he comes in, starts, and looks great, scores yeah. well. He'll go back to the bench when those other guys come here. But Eric Spolster now knows if we get into that situation, get into the playoffs, it's good to know Oladipo's ready. And he can go out there and score. He's going to find tougher defenses than what the Hawks throw. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's what a playoff team needs is those veterans just ready to go at a moment's notice here. So uh, pretty impressive overall series here from the Heat. And uh, considering the Hawks, they had a bad start to the season, finished strong, hoping for a bit of a better showing than they put up in, uh, in this playoff series. What do you think of this one? Yeah, to me, Trey just seemed completely frustrated and beaten this one. Like, he was happy to get off the ball when he was and then wouldn't work super hard to get it back. Completely rushed. He hit that side of the glass on a corner three, which was bad. You mentioned more turnovers than made shots for the entire series. Same amount of turnovers as assists for the entire series. 19% from three. It just looked like the Hawks were drawing dead, and especially Trey Young. Like, he gets compared to Steph Curry a ton. He's got to figure out how to get rid of the ball and get back to the ball and hit a shot. Yeah. Cause that, that's really what makes Curry Curry is that he, he's Steph Curry with the ball and he's Ray Allen without the ball. Mm. Whereas with Trey Young, it was kind of like, we'll give it to DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter. Luckily he had a good game, yeah. but with no Bogdanovich out there, there's nobody else to really make a play for somebody else. You know, like Hunter wants to shoot uh, first and foremost for sure. So the Hawks just didn't have enough. They didn't have the defense to stop the heat, even without their starting backcourt. They didn't have the offense to get going, and if the Hawks aren't playing offense, they're going to have a real tough time. Yeah, it was almost amazing the Hawks were in this game and had yeah. a chance, and, ma- and mainly it was because of Hunter just sort of going unconscious there. He hit those two threes, and then there was the uh, Kongwu uh, and one uh, to keep it close. But then their season ends by not being able to get a shot off. Ah, yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're down three. There's yeah. still hope. You hit the three, you go to overtime, whatever. Um, but the Heat trapped Gallinari in the corner. I mean. To put him in that position, you sort of had to let it fly right away, or you were getting absolutely Didn't they have swallowed left, up. Though, too? Did they have one? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Well, I know, I know Nate, Nate McMillan, McMillan doesn't like to call <laughs> No, he does not. Uh, some bad stuff, honestly, from Nate McMillan in the last minute of this game. Not challenging the Hunter foul, I thought was crazy, considering he's the best player they had yeah. going last night. Yeah. Wanted to save the timeout, so they ran a play to get it, the ball into the corner where it was an easy trap. Trey Young is doing nothing on that play. Mm, yep. he, he was like, all right, Gallo, you're good in the corner. See if you can get it up. Could have called the time out there. Ran a play. They had enough time, Yeah, I thought. But uh, I don't know. The Hawks just seemed to not be interested in executing <laughs> that last play. Yeah. Gallinari looked as old as anything as well. Like Because he had a, a two-pointer as well before that when they needed the three. And it's like, come on, man. you got to be better than that. So, But the Hawks were just outclassed the whole time in this series. Lucky to get that one win down there. Last Friday thank night. God, you were the they, good luck. They, thank God child. they yeah. timed it perfectly when yeah. I was down there. Yeah. That was the night to get it. Um, also a weird moment in this game. We talked about Bain pushing Finchy there. Markeith Morris got a technical foul oh, yeah. for grabbing uh, DeAndre Hunter um, <laughs> while weird. Hunter had gone out of bounds in front yeah. of the Heat bench. And Markeith Morris, I, I, I don't know, jokingly, I guess, maybe taking it a little too far. Yeah. Like did the old like... 
grabbed him around the waist and uh, Hunter then came back on the court and then the ball went to him and they yeah, called him out of, out bounds. of bounds. He's like, yeah. I'm out of bounds because yeah. he wouldn't let me on. Yeah. And then they looked at it and like, oh yeah, damn. It took him forever to look at it. I don't know why it took forever. They're like, guys, he's holding him. You can see it on the camera here. Mm. Um, that's strange. Don't see that one. No, it is. And that, you should get a tech foul for that. You can't be interfering with the players out on the court. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, anyway, it didn't cost them in the end. They uh, survived, but... Uh, yeah, man, Duncan Robinson, what a weird series for him too, by the way. Eight for nine in the first game, finishes uh, like 13 minutes last night, 0 for 5. Like, yeah. wow, crazy stuff. <laughs> but uh, He'll probably have another huge oh, of game course he will. here in of course the postseason. Yeah. Uh, this is oddly, I thought this was strange, first time Miami has ever beat Atlanta in a playoff series. <laughs> it's only the third time they met. Hawks had won the two previous first-round series, both went to the limit. They won in five games in 94. That's got to be, what, Mookie Blaylock type years? Yeah. Right? And then uh, they won in seven games in 09. So that's got to be, what, Millsap? Joe Johnson, probably. Yeah, Joe Johnson. There you go. Yeah. Just thought that was strange. The Mm. Heat had never beaten the Hawks until now (laughs) in a playoff series. I don't know why. That was weird. But let's talk about the Hawks and what they maybe should or shouldn't do this offseason. Because they've handed out a lot of money last season, right? Because they go to the conference finals, mm-hmm. they're feeling good about their team. You know, returning players getting a lot of money here because of contracts and stuff like that. Trey Young, Capella, John Collins, Kevin Huerter. And, you know, now they've sort of fallen back to earth a little bit. They're disappointed. I mean, they get into the playoffs, they get the eighth seed, but they sort of get hammered. And it's interesting to think, like, where do they go from now? Um, Gallinari is the big contract that yeah. they'll probably consider, you know, let letting go because he's it's not guaranteed I guess yeah uh, it's, it's, it's like five million of the yeah. whatever guaranteed yeah. next year uh, but they're like flirting with luxury tax and all that because of these contracts that they hand out what what moves do you see the Hawks even being able to make well uh, the interesting one for me as well Bogdanovich because I think he's a very good player but I keep on waiting for him to be consistent and to be a big time player and so maybe they move on from him because I think they're gonna I think a Kongwu is probably their future in the middle mm-hmm. I think they move on from although Capella's got a uh, they just re-signed him, Big too. deal. They yeah. kick in next year, I think. Yeah, that's I mean, right. This is so. the thing. It's like, they have to make a decision probably right on Collins or yes. Capella, like, buy to one of them. And I, I think you'd be leaning towards maybe they move on from John Collins. Yeah, it's a tough one. He was really good in the playoffs. He hasn't been good, you know, down the stretch. He's been injured. I'll yeah. give him a pass for yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I would keep him because I think he's got more potential there and if he can stay on the court I think him and Trey actually can be a good combination I know they have kind of clashed in the past there but I think he's better than what he performed for uh, down the stretch here he can stretch up the floor he's a good defender you know um, but yeah what do you do one of them has to go they can't keep everybody there and uh, you know uh, uh, the GM there uh, Travis Schlenk has talked about it last season they sort of you know the only problem with going to the conference finals is, oh, we're a great team. But he didn't really make the moves and he knew that that cost them going into this season. Gallinari, though, yeah, if you can get anything in return for his contract, I think you move on from him. DeLon Wright, I thought, was actually really good for them too in the playoffs. But uh, he's, you know, he's a role player at this stage of the mm-hmm. career. So um, they need another... Uh, Star. Yeah. Yeah. Some defense would help too. And yeah. That's where they were brutal this year. But they're going to look at their guys that were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year when they were all healthy Trey, Bogey, Herder, Collins, and Capella. They barely played at all this year together because mm. of injuries. I guess the, the record is they were 8 1 when those guys were all there. <laughs> I mean, I, okay. I don't know who they were playing and all that stuff, but 
can you convince yourself, hey, I mean, it worked for a conference finals run. Mm-hmm. It worked in the regular season when everybody was healthy. Can we do it? You're shaking your head. You don't believe so. One keeper on the Hawks, I think, right now. Trey Young. I think uh, everybody else should be on the table. Travis Schlenk said in January, maybe it wasn't such a great idea to bring everybody back. That's on me. That's when the Hawks were obviously struggling yeah. out of the gate. Yeah. They weren't much better after, you know, after the first start of the season. So I don't know. You got you've got all these contracts now that are kind of mid-range contracts. Collins 23 and a half million, Gallo 21 and a half, yeah. Herder 14 and a half, Bogey 18, Capella 19. Put any of those together like Legos, figure out exactly what the other team is going to be interested in and get somebody to help with Trey Young because he, you need a secondary playmaker. Uh, Bogdanovich is not the guy. Like, uh, we all want him to be the FIBA Bogdanovich. Mm. It is not going to happen. Yeah, there's, uh, a, there's a flash every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. No. He, he's a nice third guy, maybe. Uh, yeah. So I don't necessarily know that he's got to go, but maybe he's somebody that's interested. I just think they got to mix and match these things to get somebody else who can care, who who can play alongside Trey Young. And then, yeah, some athleticism would be good. I feel like the Hawks are a really slow team, and they should probably be playing a little bit faster. And they need somebody else who cares about defense. Like Capella does, Okongwu does, and that's it, to be quite honest. So they've got a lot of changes coming. And if I were the Hawks, I would not be looking at the conference finals run and saying, oh, we can get back there easily. I would be more along the lines of this season. The mentality wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a bigger problem to me. So Hawks got a lot of things to figure out, I do Mm. think. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Heat. Who would they rather play, Lily, in the second round? Also known as the semifinals. <laughs> uh, the Sixers or the Raptors? Or do yeah, they care? It, it, do, it doesn't really matter. It shouldn't really matter because I think they've got a defender for Joel Embiid in Bam and yep. a bio. Bam had, a just, good, Bam had his best game, I would say, yeah, last night, too. Yeah. And it wasn't even still elite in terms of shooting the ball, but 20, yeah. 11, and 4. I mean, he had done really nothing against the Hawks, incredibly, yeah. in this series, but hadn't had to. Yeah, uh, so I think in that sense, you know, they don't fear Joel Embiid. I think the Raptors may be just a bit more of a, a crazy sort of line. You don't quite know what Nick Nurse is going to do. And, mm-hmm. and the Hawks, uh, and the, the Hawks, the Raptors played uh, Miami well this season, if I remember, especially in Toronto there. So the Raptors are maybe a little bit more unpredictable, whereas the Sixers, if they get through, it's like, well, James Harden, you know, I don't think he's going to really cause us too many problems here. We can stop him, cut him off like they did Trey Young. And then again, it's the Danny Greens, it's the Tobias Harris. It's like those guys I don't think the Heat are scared of mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I think the Heat are a little bit more worried of like, man, what is Scotty Barnes? We don't you know, quite get a grip on him. What about yeah. Pascal? What are these guys at their best? OG. They're a bit more of a, an unpredictable lineup. So I think they probably would take on... You love the idea of Spolstra with Philly, at least. Like, we know what they're going to do. So yes. we can come up with the game plan yes. on how to stop it. And, like, he's obviously one of the elite coaches in the game. Yeah. Whereas the Nurse and the Raptors are a bit more of a wild card. Yeah. Um, okay. But did you... You think there's some truth to that, or does it really ultimately matter and that they will be the favorites to beat either of these two teams? Yeah, I think they should be heavy favorites yeah. against the Raptors and the Sixers. I lean towards probably the Heat would rather play the Raptors just because they're a shallow team, and they're already banged up a little. They're going to struggle in the half court. That would be an ugly series. Raptors, oh, yeah. <laughs> Raptors <laughs> versus Heat, like sub-100 every game would not be yep. a complete surprise for both teams. But the Sixers I don't think should be scary to the Heat either. They held Joel Embiid to 24 points and 14 rebounds a game. That's good. 42% from the field. That's fine. But he was 30 and 12, 49% during the regular season. They at least know how to make him work for it. Yep. Harden hasn't looked good. And I mean, with Embiid already slowing down in the first 
the first round of the playoffs in the second round, you would have to imagine that the Heat would just grind him, would just completely uh, <laughs> make him work super hard and hopefully wear him out. You know that the Heat are going to be better conditioned than everybody on the Sixers. So I think they got to be uh, the heavy favorites against either either matchup mm. in the second round. Yeah, I, I guess the Jimmy Butler, Kyle uh, Lowry I was just going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a factor for sure. Um, so they need to get those guys healthy, but uh, they could get an extra day or two's rest here if the Raptors were to pull off the uh, six-game win tonight. What did you say? If? <laughs> it's, no you know, it's tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah, there yeah, ain't no yeah. if, man. Yeah. Game seven's happening this weekend. You can yeah, lock that in. Yeah. You clear your schedule. Okay? I, I hope you're right. What do you I got? You got a birthday party to go to this weekend? Uh, Cancel it. You're, well, it's my son, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like them even more than your son does, and man. You love the grab bag you get. Um, what was I going to say? Um... I forgot what we well, were Oh, yeah, Lowry and Lowry and, yeah. uh, and, and that. So, But uh, that's a thing for the Heat. As we've seen already, whether the guys are playing or not, there's no excuses, and they've just got other parts to slot in there who know. And Trey Young, I didn't see it as a backhanded compliment. He said, oh, they're not really great defenders. They're a system defense. I, I think he's right. I think in some ways he's right. I mean, they've got good defenders, but they're also like everyone just understands what the, the defensive game plan is for guys, and they execute it so well. So... That's the problem here for both the Raptors and the Sixers. It's like you need someone to be able to sort of break their defense, but there's not a lot of leaks in it, not a lot of holes there. So you do think uh, the Heat, but specifically like Kyle Lowry, is cheering for the Raptors on Thursday night oh, against yeah. Philly. Of course he is. Oh, he's a Philly guy, though. Oh, yeah, he's a former Raptor, though. I mean, <laughs> Kyle would love No, more. he wants more break, too. So yeah, he wants more of a bit He of would rest. love a series against the Raptors, though, more than, more than the Sixers. Ooh, wow. Of course he would. Yeah, so would Raptors yeah. fans. Yeah, really oh, great. yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's take our final break. When we come back, we got Tweet of the Night. Mm-hmm. And we'll look ahead to tonight's two games. Yes, only two games on tonight. It's going to be easy. Don't go anywhere. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, back in the Classic Factory, start wrapping up today's show. We got a little tweet of the night. Mmm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Twitter. 
Good news, everyone. New Jimmy Jiff dropped. Mm, yeah. Tweet of the night comes to us from the Miami Heat. Ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. Is this that Jimmy Jiff y'all were asking for? Mm. Oh, we were all asking for it. <laughs> Give us the Jimmy hat, Jimmy Jiff, please. You heard of uh, the pump fake party, but what about the hump fake party? Wow. Just another legendary addition to the Jimmy Butler Jiff collection. I've got a, a little bit below the focus stare and the disagreeing saying psh, 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 psh. but I have it above blowing kisses to TJ Warren and about even with crumpling the stat sheet we'll see how much it gets used in the future this seems like a a pretty niche meme to be yeah. to be consider all things considered yeah so wait what's your what's your favorite what's your favorite uh, my favorite is the one when he's on the bulls on the sideline like wearing a some kind of blazer uh, and, yeah, like, and cuts yeah. to him he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. just staring there yeah. yeah and then I there's see, the I... one where he's like Pfft. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm pretty high on the uh, the, the crumpling paper. Yeah. yeah and then the. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. That one I feel like you can go to a lot more. Yeah. So you're like, I don't care. Yeah. I, I disregard for what you're saying. Yeah. I'm crumpling up and throwing it away. Yeah. Yeah. You got I'm just trying one? to think. He had the one with um, Dwayne Wade, didn't he? Where he was trying to get the girl's phone number and. Gabrielle Union was really pissed off at him for that, wasn't he? I think. I don't remember that. One. I seem to recall he was like he was he was making eye contact with some girl on the other side, and and he was I think and he was like pointing to Dwayne Wade. I, I remember something like that. Anyway, all right, yeah, <laughs> all right. Well, let's hear from everybody. Uh, rank them your best and favorite Jimmy gifts. There you go. That, that is a clip for you. Yeah, that's yeah, a great one. Let's slice, <laughs> a slice it up. <laughs> Mostly the stream team is talking about my pronunciation of the word GIF. Oh, mm. good. Some of us say GIF. Some, some of us say GIF. GIF. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> some of us spell it Iron Man with a space. Some of us don't. All right? Doesn't matter. Cal Ripken, obviously named the Iron Man, the nickname the Iron Man, they had a space in it. I... I don't know, man. But JD, now now I'm like I'm really in my head about this. Were we calling guys or or females, of course, that played a lot of consecutive games Iron Man or women because of Iron Man the Avenger? <laughs> like is he obviously he's yeah. indestructible, I guess, in a way. Is that the Only when he's wearing the suit though? Yeah, this is what I can't So that's out. maybe it's Black Sabbath Iron Man, you know? Jeez, <laughs> oh, I haven't even thought about that. I don't know. All right. Man made of iron, I guess. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? One word or two? No, just about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to find my Jimmy Butler, Dwayne uh, Wade gift. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you're, you're busy. Can't find it. I know it's <laughs> I out there. Imagine no, it. because he was like, he was like, he was sort of pointing to a girl and he goes, "I've got a friend," sort of thing like that. It was. Uh, he was saying he has a friend. Like I got, I got Wade. Like here. a wingman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we're going out after? Something that like that, thing? yeah. Because it was young Jimmy when he... I guess he was on the Bulls. I mean, it had to have been when they were on the Bulls together. Mm. Oh. One season oh, there, which okay, was, okay. what, 2017 or and something And then like. Union has since? No, well, uh, yes, straight away she was kind of like... Oh, like, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. But then Jimmy, didn't Jimmy write something on one of uh, Gabrielle's Instagrams and Wade got pissed off with Jimmy Butler? It's <laughs> I like, know, man. Oh, I, I remember. Know. You're uh, really in deep into this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Want to talk history? Here's a fact for you, Skeets. Yeah. I don't know if it's a fact, but it's on the internet. Merriam-Webster says the first known use of Iron Man, 1846. Hmm. Wow. Cal Ripken had just started playing that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's just, the reason, I wonder? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this they guy probably sh- had just invented iron at that <laughs> time. I don't, I don't know. That yeah. guy's made of iron. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'll do some research on that. Okay, let's look at two, uh, tonight's games. Only two on. 
because we got Survivor on as well. Uh, join us for tomorrow's No Buffs episode. We'll be uh, breaking down tonight's uh, hopefully juicy episode of Survivor. But this is great. Oh, hey, probes. <laughs> He's the uh, nightcap, I guess. Well, yes. well, well, we'll save it for the nightcap because we got Bulls Bucks starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Uh, Bucks will try and close out that series in five. And then we got the Warriors trying to do the old gentleman sweep. Uh, mm. trying to close out that series in five. And to me, I just want to point this out again, a gentleman sweep is only when you win the first three games and then as a gentleman give up the fourth game and then win the fifth game. Because mm. I see it get thrown around like, people are going to say if the Bucks win tonight, it was a gentleman sweep. Mm. Right? Disagree. I disagree with that. <laughs> Not a douchey though. Either. What do we? What, what is this? No, one? no, it's, it's it's a series. Yeah. it's over. It's a simply a series. They won yeah. in five. It, yeah. not everything needs a name. But um, <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Warriors about these? Nuggets though. Warriors could, Nuggets. That could, could be a gentleman's sweep. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, people are saying we're going to need to figure out what we're calling when the Raptors sweep the Sixers coming back from three zero mm-hmm. because that's a the reverse never, sweep or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's got to be something yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that when it happens. That's for Monday's show. Um, but tonight's games, what do you think? You like to stand up for yeah, Raptors games. I do indeed. I love to stand for a fourth quarter okay. of a Bulls game. But tonight I'm doing something a little bit different. <laughs> I'm going to put on a tuxedo and play the violin. Oh. It's been an honor, Chicago Bulls, oh. as I go down with the ship Titanic. Uh, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like their chances. I don't tonight. like their chances. No Levine, no Caruso. DeRozan hasn't been great. Maybe it's Kobe White's time. <laughs> Maybe not. not. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. As for uh, Nuggets Warriors, blowsy outsy. I think this is going to be a big time game uh, for the Warriors. It seems like Steph Curry's going to start. They're back in the Chase Center. A little bit of Coronation Street, I do believe. Mm. Okay, well, Lee, uh, you called it last night. You said all three home teams are going to win. What's happening tonight? Same thing? Yeah. Yeah, you got Bucks closing out the series. You got the Warriors closing out the series. Pretty much, I, I, the, the Nuggets are more of a chance than the Bulls tonight. Okay. Uh, but I don't think. I think as well the Nuggets are like, Whew, we didn't get swept. We'll give it a go here. But yeah, uh, yeah. Warriors are looking at the Grizzlies and Soda series and thinking like, get some rest in here, guys. We might be on the road. We might not be. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, Warriors want to take care of business. Okay. So if we have two blowouts tonight, that really means we're going to need your questions for tomorrow's show. Get them so in. send them in to nodunks at theathletic.com. Maybe we'll hit the beach if they're blowouts. If they're not, you know, look, it could be competitive games. Who knows? Maybe some um, some miraculous things happen from the Bulls, excuse me, on the Nuggets, and they extend the series. We'll find out. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunks, Inc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Get yourself some nodunks merch. Go to nodunks.com. We got uh, three T's. For 60 bucks right now, it's like a buy two, get one free there. With these three new styles that we dropped last week, I think this code that you see on your screen, no dunks three, for those three shirts, if you want all three at once, um, is good up until Friday, I believe. I'll have to check with Breaking T, but I'm sure you got a couple days left to still use that code. And uh, yeah, back to props there, JD. I guess that's the, the pivotal... The pivotal game you'll be watching tonight uh, in the association. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100- Pumped. Absolutely pumped for it. You think we're going to get a good episode tonight? Because we, we got a double elimination. We got uh, two people leaving tonight. So joining the jury. It's very exciting. Great time to get in, Great guys. time to get in. Great time to listen to the No Buffs podcast or join us on the YouTube show. That's got its own separate feed. We'll be doing that tomorrow. Hey, later today we might rip some packs. Top Shot Hot Boys. Why not? Tear them open. Yeah, we'll do that. So uh, keep an eye out for that on the No Dunks YouTube feed. Any final thoughts, Lily? 
Basketball is back. Well, it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it did. There's no. less basketball tonight than there has been yeah. <laughs> the past yeah, two and a half but, weeks. But, but playoffs are back. You know, we're, we're no, back play- into it. What do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's been great. It's been great. <laughs> Just enjoy it. All right, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, the song Iron Man was composed by bassist and lyricist Geezer Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the day, people. Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.